Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us this week on The Insurance Deal. I'm your hostess, Ellen Deal, and I am so grateful for the listening audience out there. And if you're watching us live, you could be a viewing audience if you go out to America's Web Radio and click on the link that allows you to watch the live feed. If you're looking right now, I just waved at you, but you're probably not looking right now. But go ahead, jump out there to America's Web Radio and see what's going on. The Insurance Deal is a weekly show where we bring you all things insurance, anything from property and casualty to individual to self-funded to group fully insured, which may sound exciting to some of you or it may not. If it does not sound exciting, just stay tuned because by the time you get through this one-hour episode with us, you will leave this hour saying, wow, I did not know that insurance could be that fun. So each week I try and bring you a different facet of the insurance industry. If I were not in the insurance industry myself for the last 20 years, I would not realize how much there is to think about and how many options there are that go on. So I got in the industry 20 years ago. I've been selling all that time and have met many, many wonderful people along the way. So this week's guest, I've known for probably two years, Mm -hmm. and Ben is in a very interesting segment of the insurance world. For those of you who have ever heard the term PEO, we're about to blow your mind with fantastic information about PEOs. Now, Ben Hips is the vice president of sales for Engage PEO, mm-hmm. and he is also in production. When he's not busy being the number one sales rep in the company, sometimes he's number three, but usually he's in that number one spot. Um, if we get a few minutes, we'll talk about what you like to do when you're not selling insurance. But um, let me uh, let me ask you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. We want to know what brought you into the insurance industry, um, what you like about the PEO world. Ben Hips, tell our listeners. Well, first, thank you, Ellen. It's great to see you again. Um, really fun to be here with you. So, I start off in the insurance business, too. Um, I got out of school down in Florida and started selling senior market products down in St. Petersburg. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, Medicare subs and single premium life and all that all that sort of thing. And uh, then my cousin and I decided to get together and start a business up in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And we started our own full lines agency and oh. sold commercial and personal lines. Mm-hmm. And I uh, did that for a while. We had renovated this old house and had some extra offices, and so I rented an office to this person who's in this weird industry called PEO I've <laughs> never heard of. And um, so I kind of realized that you know that sounded more exciting to me than what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So after uh, about a year of her working on me, um, I decided to sell my uh, interest in the agency mm-hmm. and go to work for a small PEO based out of Dayton, Ohio. Wow. And that was my interest into the industry in 1999. Okay. All right. So you're just a little ahead of me. Not much. Not no, much. No, no, not at all. Well, go on. Keep talking. Um, so, yeah, at that time I went to work for this small agency and... Um, 
was because the industry was so new at that time, they were looking for anyone who knew anything about PEO. Mm-hmm. So the recruiters started calling, and I worked, went to work for the big insurance giant CNA. Yes. And CNA started a PEO called Unisource. Mm-hmm. And we were on a rocket ship ride toward the stratosphere of our industry um, until we quickly exploded in a ball of fire and everybody got uh, fired. And well, so. <laughs> now, terms like rocket ship and rocket man, you I'm want to sorry. be careful these I, days. I just, it keeps coming out. Especially I followed by the word explode. Leave exactly. that word out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so... I uh, had a tremendous run there. That blew up. and um, But I knew I loved the industry. So at that time, I was in Indianapolis. Um, had an opportunity to join a PEO that would move me back to Atlanta, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And um, so I worked for that PEO for 13 years. And it was really where I, I just totally cut my teeth in the industry. But I'll fall back and say, and this we'll get into later, CNA introduced me to something that I had never really realized. And that is there there there's a a way to sell PEO that not many do, and that is through brokers only. Ah, yes. I'm they, familiar. They don't have an outside sales force out mm-hmm. there beating the streets. They mm-hmm. only work through broker partners. So anyways, that was my introduction to the industry. So I went to work for a regular PEO that did have an outside sales force. Mm-hmm. I did that for 13 years. Great company, tremendous experience. But when I heard that uh, Jay Starkman, who is the CEO of Engage, had an opening in Atlanta, um, I jumped on it mm-hmm. because everyone wants to work for Jay. Okay. He is the guy. Um, and someone has to die or retire pretty much for an opening to come up except for our growth and someone wow. re- and someone retired here okay well at least they didn't die oh my goodness that's right so um due to her retirement there was an opening interviewed and uh starting january 12th of last year i was with engage mm-hmm. um and engage is is the only broker only peo uh in the business um, we only market through brokers, and uh, that sets us up for a really unique position in the market. So you really hit the ground running, because about the time that we met, I mean, you must have gotten there on one day and come out to our office and met with us the very next day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it, it's all about, you know, who's going to who's gonna have the trusted relationships in place mm-hmm. that will bring you in as a, as a strategic partner mm-hmm. and kind of cut through all that salesy stuff that happens in a, you know, a cold call to right. a first meeting. Um, when we come into these meetings, we come in where there's already been trust established. Mm-hmm. And that trust allows us to, to have a truly meaningful exchange with our prospects. Uh, we do a a, a thorough business analysis of their situation and make recommendations that are in their best interest. And And the, the cool thing is the broker is always in that equation. So the prospect knows not only do we answer to them, mm-hmm. but we're kind of answering to our broker too. Right. Because if we don't take care of their client, they're probably not going to ask us out again. Right. Well, let's back up for a second and, and tell us, I, I think I know the answer, but for our listeners, the term PEO, it's an acronym and every industry has their own special acronyms. Like Indeed. I learned, for example, in the insurance world, DOI means Department of Insurance. But guess what it means in the political world? I don't know. Declaration of Intent. <laughs> So, I, you know, so here I am talking You're to people, on top of it. and they're throwing out an acronym, and I'm thinking, 
Well, Department of Insurance does not fit at all with the discussion we're having, so I should probably ask what they mean. Um, vocabulary is... I love vocabulary. You can learn a lot from it. So, Ben, tell us. P-E-O. Yeah, P-E-O. I, I, I'll give you the, the history, and I'll, I'll try to really cut it down to the bare bones. Mm-hmm. P-E-O stands for Professional Employer Organization. Ding! The idea is having a professional handle the function of employment of your people. So in a business, we like to look at a business as having two sides. Mm -hmm. There's many ways to look at a business, but we say there's two sides of a business from our perspective. The side that generates revenue, and that involves things like hiring and training your employees, um, refining your product or service, taking care of your clients, uh, doing the best recruiting, uh, uh, chasing your receivables, Mm -hmm. whatever it may take to bring money into your business, that's the stuff that you want to focus on. Mm -hmm. It makes you money. Well, the second side of the business you have because you have employees. So that means dealing with the IRS, the Department of Labor, EEOC, EEOC, um, over 200 rules and regulations that every single business is supposed to be keeping up with. Mm -hmm. And if you're under about 100 employees, that's not a hard threshold, but under about 100 employees, you can't afford an HR generalist two or three, which are the terms for real HR pros. Oh. Those are eighty to $90,000 a year people. Mm-hmm. You can't afford that at that size. Wow. But that's the type of expertise you have to have to maintain compliance with all this stuff and to deal with all the issues that come up when you have employees. So so put a pin right there. Let's, let's tell our listeners, if you are a business owner and you have how many employees, what size groups... For our industry, the average is 30 to 50. Okay. For Engage, the average is 80 to 100. We tend to be a little more upmarket, and we even serve clients over 500. We have some unique ways to do that. Okay, so we're going to come right back to what you're saying, but what I want to tell our listeners is if you are a business owner or an agent or broker or know someone who owns a business and they have anywhere from... 30 to 500 employees. Tell them to tune in and listen up because what Ben is talking about can help them greatly. It can cut down on the amount of time that a business owner is having to get involved in regulatory issues versus doing what they built their company to start with. When a person starts a company, it's either because it's something they're passionate about or Uh something that they think can be profitable. But it's not just profitable for them. They have employees that they are paying and a lot of employers feel responsible to these employees. So if a creative business owner can spend more time focusing on what they love, what their passion is, and what they do best, then everything is going to be more profitable. So Business owners, brokers, agents, listen up. Let's go back to what Ben is saying about how Engage PEO saves you time. First off, you're hired. Uh-huh. That, was, that was perfect. <laughs> um, that's really a great way to position this. Um, I, I brought with me five bullet points that I wanted to touch on because I really think, you know, you can talk about how and why, but this is this is where the rubber meets the road, and these are facts. This is uh, coming from the Deloitte Press, um, University Press, also the National Small Business Association. Um, five quick bullets. Mm-hmm. Payroll and taxes are ranked number the number one administrative burden of small business. And that's why most small businesses are already outsourcing payroll to somebody. Okay. Not, okay. They, they don't do it so much in-house anymore. So that that evolution is pretty well known. 
Um, next, companies spend 35% more on labor law compliance than, than they did just two years ago. Okay. That's what's happening with the laws, regulation, heavens knows, ACA's in there. Yeah. Um, Business owners, listen up. Pay attention to that statistic. Your money is going out the window for regulations. 35% more time not spent running your business. That's <gasps> a, one way to put it. Okay. 40% of businesses that use PEOs find that they upgrade their bi- their benefit package substantially, and the rates in, uh, the uh, participation rates in retirement plans more than double. Wow. Because of how the PEO delivers and inter- interacts with the client and their employees. Mm-hmm. And this one's huge. I mean... Everyone knows the cost of turnover. Yes. When you hire someone and they don't work out, you've got to go through the process all over again. Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive. Retraining, uh, the disruption uh, to your clients. Well, clients of PEOs have 33% lower turnover than those companies not with PEOs. Uh, I'm guessing that you guys have a way that you are Engaging, or, well, obviously within Engage PEO, you can look at what your statistics are. Where do you get the statistics for what's outside of Engage PEO? Absolutely. That that came, these particular stats came from the uh, Deloitte University Press and the National Small Business Association. Okay, so these are legit numbers. You're not just sitting on your patio no. Saturday morning <laughs> sipping some coffee going, eh, Making up what's, numbers. what sounds good? <laughs> no, okay. the, the these are actually footnoted and, and, and quite accurate. Um, another very, very important one is 10% uh, higher growth rates for companies that are with PEOs. Well, if you think about it, that one's kind of easy to figure out. The more you understand PEO, the more you understand if you're focused more on running your business mm-hmm. and not all the stuff around having employees, you're going to be a more profitable business. Okay. So we are going to head on to a break in a second here. I want to spend a little more time when we come talking, come back to talk about retention and growth because that, I think, is huge. If you're a business owner and you are passionate about what you do, you need to stay with us so you can learn more about how to focus on what you love to do, not the headaches of regulation. I'm Ellen Deal. This is The Insurance Deal. Don't go anywhere. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. 
Thank you for listening. Are you still there? I told you not to go anywhere. Hey there, it's Ellen Deal. You are live with us on the Insurance Deal. Today, our very special guest is Ben Hips. He is with Engage PEO. I am Ellen Deal. This is the Insurance Deal. And we come to you each week with a new and exciting facet of the insurance world. So today, we're talking about professional employer organizations. Yes, that was a mouthful. <laughs> and uh, what we've learned so far is that if you're a business owner and you got into your business because you love what you do, or you just want to make a lot of money, the, there are some regulations that are holding you back and a few other things. So so we'll go back to a little bit of what we were talking about. So Ben, these 200 rules and regulations that employers have to adhere with or comply with or watch out, I'm sure that the government also wants to penalize them if they don't. Absolutely. And in case you're wondering what the word penalty means tax it always means money so penalty tax all right so what's what's like the craziest penalty out there i don't know if it's the craziest but it's one of the most common and to me one of the most silly ah um it's we've all heard or a lot of us have heard of the i-9 form yes it's the uh, form that you sign to kind of prove your citizenship well that form has to be maintained in its own folder separate from the employee file well it's an employee form. Where would most business owners naturally put that form? In the employee folder. Bingo. So um, that's an immediate fine. And the DOL has teams of people going door to door, business to business, saying, I need to inspect your I-9 file. And for every form that's not in a separate I-9 file, there's a fine, and that's a revenue generator, pure and simple. I have to ask. So when they say in a separate file, all right, so, you know, Ellen Deal, Ben Hips, we've got our employee folders with, you know, our new hire paperwork and maybe our health insurance application, mm-hmm. who knows what all. The I-9 form, what if my I-9 form is in a folder with your I-9 form? Is that okay? That's okay. Oh, okay. They can all be together. All right. They just have to be separate from the employee's files. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, who knows why? And now, does it have to be paper or can it be electronic? Well, it has to be paper. Has it, to be paper. I thought we were a paperless society. It has to be signed by the employee. So it, it's one of the last forms, really, that electronic signature is still kind of a gray area, and we err on the side of safety uh, with our co- with our company. Now, if they're going, to, oh, I'm going off the reservation for a minute. Well, if we're about to do away with needing IDs for for registering to vote or to vote, then why do we need an I-9 form? Who cares? Great point. Well, you not only have to have ID for the I-9 form, you have to have two forms of ID, unless you have a passport, and that's considered the the king of all uh, IDs. So if you have a passport, you can just use that. Otherwise, you have to have a combination, which is on the back, list A and list B. You have to have a combination of those two of those IDs to satisfy the I-9 form. Wow. I have forgotten about all that. Uh. Uh, all right, so let's go back to retention. Sure. Again, business owners, agents, brokers, listen up, because retention is huge. Well, just think about it. What happens when you're running a business that has lower turnover in general, that has lower turmoil among the employees because processes are very well-defined, 
uh, communications and expectations are, are are done clearly and thoroughly. Uh, employee handbooks are in place. Everyone knows what the rules of engagement are working mm-hmm. there. There's there's just less chance of conflict. Uh, that stuff translates into these water cooler conversations that can become very negative. Yes, and it creates a morale problem throughout the company, and it can be a cancer. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a place that's not all that great to work. And there's your high turnover. Right. When you when you run when you work for a company that runs as a tight ship in compliance on on point on their game mm-hmm. and doing a great job at what they do because they have the time to do it because mm-hmm. they're not messing with all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great place to work. Mm-hmm. If you if your clients are happy because you're serving them well, your job's usually pretty easy as a customer service person mm-hmm. or uh, another person that interacts with that client. So for so. It, so many ways. Another one is the benefits. We talked about a 40% improvement in the overall benefits package. We can bring clients a 401k plan where we remove all the fiduciary liability Uh because we're the plan of fiduciary and not to get too much into the weeds, but it's at no cost because of the model we bring to the table. Okay. We don't just shift that cost to the employee. We have some of the lowest asset cost in, in the business. And quite honestly, that's not just engaged. That's pretty much all PEOs. Okay. Part of the PEO model. So we can bring retirement plans into companies that never thought they could have one because they didn't think they could afford it. So better benefits, um, smoother operations, conflict more quickly and efficiently dealt with all those things and many more translate to higher retention because this is this company is a good place to work mm-hmm. now i'm gonna some people will say don't ask a question you don't know the answer to but i say how do you learn if you do that so i'm gonna back you up to something you said about 401k um and that is that most employers think they cannot afford it mm-hmm. why would they not be able to afford it well because of the matching to the employee piece well no you don't have to match when you have an, a 401k plan you can have one that the employees just contribute to and and it, you just make it available mm-hmm. but you have to have a, an administrator of that plan mm-hmm. and that's going to cost even for the smallest company at, at least $1000 a year sometimes more okay and then if you get up over 100 employees you now get into an area where there's a special audit that you have to do, which alone is $10,000 a year. Oh. Uh, I know. It's huge. It's an independent audit, and it's part of the compliance of a larger 401k plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so employers think for reasons of complication, of not understanding, for cost, that they just don't, they don't even want to think about it. But the fact is, with the PEO, they're joining what's called a multi-employer plan or a MEP, mm-hmm. and within that that framework, um, we are the plan fiduciary. We, we offer the plan to the employer at no cost. We offer the employees all the fun families you would expect at very low expense ratios. It, it's an absolute drop-dead win for the employer and the employees, and the employer doesn't have to do a thing. They sign a couple of forms. They become what's known as a co-adopter of the plan, mm-hmm. and um and we handle everything. We file the, all the forms for them. We handle the administration. We deal with the employees. We give them access to financial advisors when they have questions. It's just a. It's, it's one of the easiest benefits to see with a PEO, and, and oftentimes I lead with that. 
And and that's another great thing about retention. A lot of employees do want a 401k. They want it automatically deducted from their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Paycheck, easy for me to say, because they don't have the discipline to to put it in a savings account on their own. Absolutely. So you have just done the employer a huge favor. Indeed. Uh, now Ben's known me for a little while, so you may or may not know that my train of thought is like a crazy train. So you guys are not going to uh, – here's where I'm about to go, and I'm going there. Um, water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. So where – there is there is the actual water cooler, but where else do these water cooler conversations take place? Oh, there's a really good one called Glassdoor. <laughs> if you've not heard Glassdoor.com, uh, not to promote them, but they are – it's a site where you can go mm-hmm. and anonymously talk about your employer. Mm-hmm. Completely anonymously. Mm-hmm. You can say anything you want, how yeah, ugly – <laughs> how, how ugly it may be. Um, and a lot of people uh, go to this website. The, mm-hmm. This this can really hurt a business. And once that info is there, it's kind of like anything they see on the Internet. Once it's there, it's there. Okay. It's really hard to bury. So um, that's probably the most, I think, prevalent and damaging of the other than water cooler conversations. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. Well, then I'll I'll... I'll I'll back off of that topic. Boom. Um, I'll tell you later what I had in mind. It's okay. a possible invention. We could be rich. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. We've covered what size businesses. We've talked about 401K. Um, one thing I've heard about PEOs that frightens uh, the average employer and the average broker is well, then I don't own my employees, or you own my employees. What What is this thought process? What are people, where are they getting this idea from? Um, you, you just lobbed me a really nice softball. Oh, good. I, I, I'm going to hit it out of the park for you. <laughs> um, that is probably the most common objection I've had over the last 18 years in my business. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. It's the problem that really transformed our industry back in the early 80s. Uh, take you way back in time. In the 1800s, the, the, there used to be something called employee leasing or leasing in general. 1800s? In the 1800s, the first example was uh, the English um, leased Prussian troops to help fight the Revolutionary War. Not slaves. Not slaves. Okay. so Well, well so. they may have, but I, I, I'm just speaking specifically to the leasing part. Okay. Um, and so... The, the concept of leasing has been around for a long time. That is having someone else's employees or military uh, folks, in this case, come and perform something for you because you don't have the assets or the, the bandwidth to do it yourself. Well, that evolved and evolved and evolved into, in the in the 60s and 70s, accountants came up with this idea that, hey, you know what? Um, Ellen, you can set up a separate corporation, and you and all your executives will remain with the Corporation A, the one you started. Well, Corporation B is what they're going to hire all your employees, mm-hmm. and then on paper we're going to lease them back to you. And that means because they're leased employees, you don't have to offer them benefits. Oh. You don't have to offer them retirement. You and your executive team can enjoy all the goodies of the benefits package, but now these are just leased employees, so... Um, it was just a way to dodge offering employees benefits. Hmm. Doesn't really have the nicest feel to it, but yeah. um, in the early '80s, a few uh, pretty smart entrepreneurs kind of locked onto the idea that 
it kind of makes sense to have a separate company responsible for the whole administrative function of employing people Mm -hmm. because that was becoming a profession of its own and very complicated when the regulations started to grow and grow so why not create an administrative employer and let's do it in a way that the employees still know they work for the parent or the original company. Mm-hmm. So this model was created known as co-employment. Mm-hmm. There's a new term. Mm-hmm. Co-employment is where contractually we create a relationship with our clients where they're the employer of their people for certain purposes and then we're the employer of their people for certain purposes. And with that, we create co-employment, and we get away from the whole problem of employees thinking they don't work for their original employer anymore. Okay. All right. So so really, to the employee, then, it would be transparent. It really is. Mm-hmm. But they just see the employer has brought in a partner that's offering all these great new benefits, offering mm-hmm. a retirement plan, offering maybe direct deposit when they couldn't get it before, mm-hmm. um, offering all sorts of, of perks like, you know, we even have legal shield and pet insurance if you want. So it's pretty robust. And so they see it as a positive. All right. Well, when we come back from the next break, I'm going to ask the all important question about rates. So stay tuned to the insurance deal. We'll be right back. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. This is Dr. George from Peachtree ENT Center. We've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because we believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that is individual. The best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect. At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing, have frequent throat or sinus infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you will be treated as an individual and not as an ailment. During your visit, you will not be rushed and all your questions will be answered. When possible, natural treatments will be recommended to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Insurance Deal. I'm your host, Ellen Deal. One day when we come back from the break, I'm going to act like I'm in the middle of another conversation, and you guys are just going to have to figure it out. Um, So we are having a great time here on the Insurance Deal. If you have any questions for me about insurance in any capacity whatsoever, I know people everywhere. So if you've got a question, I can get you an answer. And my email address is... (laughs) <laughs> Which email address do I use for this? Oh, my gosh. Idealsolutions at gmail.com. So that's I-D-I-E-H-L solutions 
at gmail.com. Nowadays, I have like 10 email addresses. It's getting, okay, not 10, four, eight. It's ridiculous. So as long as we're on telling people how to find us, Ben, do you want to let folks know how they should best get a hold of you? Absolutely. The It's really easy. You can go to engage.com and track me down that way. Uh, you can email me at Ben, or excuse me, B Hips, B Hips, H I P P S, P as in Paul, at engagepeo.com. Um, or you can call me. I'm always available. You know, I tell people I'm a guy you can call at 8.30 on Saturday night. I'll actually answer the phone, 770-894-2287. So once again, be hips at engagepo.com, 770-894-2287. Well, I'm just glad that you started to get your email address wrong as well. It's not that easy, you <laughs> no, know? Holy mackerel. Um, so business owners, listen up. Brokers, listen up and beware because somebody's going to be coming to your groups trying to write them a PEO. Ooh, great point. Yeah, can we right. can we lead with that? I know that's not what you wanted to do. You can lead absolutely because we're we're we'll t- we will talk about what I want to talk about. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Go ahead. That's that's just a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, being a broker only PEO. First off, brokers have looked at PEOs in the past as the enemy, mm. and and they are the enemy. Mm-hmm. I call them predatory PEOs. Um, that's why Engage is different. We we do not compete against brokers. If I find a deal on my own, Ellen, if if a friend of mine, my neighbor, walks up and says, "I'd like to put my company with your PEO." I can't just write it directly. I have to go to one of my broker partners and say, hey, guess what? I got this company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assign them to you. They're your client, and you're going to make money on them. So, Let me know if you have any of those laying around. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll call you. So anyway, um, uh, and I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, the bring, bring me back. Why brokers do need to show this, because if they don't. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So. ADP and Paychecks, yeah. names we all know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, two largest payroll companies on the face of the earth. In uh-huh. fact, the government gets its unemployment statistics or hiring st- statistics from ADP. That's how big they are. Okay. Um, they are doing payroll for, in my experience, about half of most brokers' book of business. Mm-hmm. They both have their own PEOs. Mm-hmm. And the business model is that they will eventually tee up that company to the PEO department as a lead, mm-hmm. and they'll be approached mm-hmm. with this unified, single-source, incredibly efficient uh, solution, and you'll never know probably until you get that notice that they've already signed up. Oh. So that that that's not cool. That's why I tell my broker partners, if you want to work with me and engage, um, the first thing you need to do is let your clients know you have a PEO partner that you know and trust. Mm-hmm. So since you already have that trusted relationship, if they're approached by one of these predatory companies, mm-hmm. they'll call you first and say, didn't you say you had this? So anyway, that's what that is. I have heard about one of the, the larger payroll companies in the Atlanta marketplace, basically hiring and licensing an entire sales team. Uh, licensed insurance professionals. Well, professionals, if you just got licensed, how much of a professional are right. you? Eh. Um, I mean, th- anyways, that being said, they, they have a whole sales force that they've turned loose in the marketplace to to the payroll side is working the payroll, and then the licensed insurance agent side is bringing that piece into the house. So the mm-hmm. broker's losing... Um, 
the entire pie. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about rates. Unless you want, unless you'd rather talk about something else. No, 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 no. Uh, no you, like I said, you're the boss. So no. I, I will say this: the one final thought on when we do partner with brokers, um, we allow brokers to keep the keep the work comp or, mm-hmm. or keep the benefits. Uh, we'll just handle the the payroll HR side. So mm-hmm. um, that's a really profitable situation for a broker. They keep the full commissions on these other products. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're now making money on on us. So um, anyway, that said, we we don't just take it all by default. It's only when it makes sense. So cost. This is an interesting one to approach. And the way I first really justified our value in my own mind is I found a study by the Society of Human Resource. Um, uh, Association Professional Sherm. Sherm, yes. Sherm. So Sherm is what I call the sort of underwriters laboratories of the HR world. They certify that people are, uh, that the professionals out there are properly trained. They offer all sorts of trainings and certifications. And if you have an HR person, there's a really good chance they've been Sherm certified to some level. And there are many levels that they can achieve. But what Sherm also does is a lot of studies. And in 2008, they did a study called, and this is kind of, you know, a big wordy thing, but this is what it's called, the Human Capital Management Study. And the point of the study was, and it really worked out great for our industry, how much does it cost to employ one person for one year from an administrative standpoint? Ooh, okay. It was perfect, because that's what we do. We take that administrative burden away, so... They aren't associated with our industry. I don't even know if they like us, but they um, came out with this study to help businesses quantify what it's costing them in overhead to employ a single person for a year. So it's an interesting metric. So the results of that study, um, they came into into four bands, and the four bands were companies like over 5,000 and between 1,000 and 5,000 and, and, and their so forth. But the average for a PEO-type prospect, the average cost, according to SHRM, per employee per year is 1500 to $2,500 per employee per year. Goodness. It sounds like more than you would think, but when you add up all the nickel and diming stuff from the recruitment, the training, the, the payroll, the handling of the taxes, the time it takes to decide on a benefit plan, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it adds up. So the whole value proposition in the PEO industry is, well, if we can do it for less than that, we not only save them money, but we've also freed them all the time they would have taken to do all those things on their own. Mm-hmm. So it's a twofold win. So in our industry, what you'll find is uh, the average PEO charges about $1,000 per employee per year. So, bingo, right off the bat, we've saved them at least $500 per employee Mm -hmm. and all the time that they would have been focusing on all the stuff around employment. Wow. They're now focused on their business. Um, Another way to put it for a a weekly paid employee, Mm -hmm. um, we charge an average of $20 per check. Okay. And, And I say per check because... Most PEOs charge via an administrative fee, mm-hmm. and so that's a percentage of payroll. The problem I have with that is if you give an employee a raise, you just gave the PEO a raise. Oh, okay. So we present our clients with a static per check fee. So our okay. cost is static no matter what they pay someone. 
Got it. Got it. It's also important to note that PEO, the solution is, is scalable. So as your employee count goes up and down, mm-hmm. the cost follows up and down. Sure. It's not like a software package where regardless of your employees, you have a fixed cost. Mm-hmm. Um, we follow along. So it's by the head. It's by the head. Okay, great. Now, let me ask this, because while you're talking, and I'm thinking from the perspective of what business owners are going to want to hear, it popped into my mind um, human resources people. You know, we're talking about the services y'all provide and you, you're you helping the human resources team. Or, or one thing that popped into my mind was possibly replacing the human resources team. So when you're making this pitch to the business owner, mm-hmm. how are you keeping the HR person from trying to basically drive a wedge <laughs> into your idea? Because they want to keep their job. Uh, that's a, that's a, another really good question. It happens. It, it happens a lot. Um, well, first off, most businesses we talk to do not have a real HR person. Okay. They, they have what I term, and, and, and please don't take this as a, a pejorative or negative term. It's just the term I've come to use. They have a Sally. Mm-hmm. And Sally is the person who has been with the company forever. Mm-hmm. She knows that business inside and out. Mm-hmm. She's indispensable. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that somebody said, hey, you're our HR person, too. Okay. That's not really fair to ask of Sally. All right. Um, so we come in and talk to her. She's one of the first people I like to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I find out where her head's at. I said, does it worry you that you're responsible for all of this compliance, these incredibly difficult issues? Mm-hmm. Um, I said, look, what we'll do, we'll become your HR department. And we're the only PO in America that all of our HR is delivered through our own in-house HR labor law attorneys. Mm-hmm. And these are people who have actually litigated HR law in the courtroom. Uh, so they know not only what the book says, they know what happens when it gets into the courtroom. Mm-hmm. So the advice they get from us um, will make Sally feel extremely comfortable that she is running the company well, advising the owner well, mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, now, let's say we talk to a company that has a real HR person. Mm-hmm. And when I say real, I mean they've been to school for it. They've mm-hmm. got the certifications. They're a pro. Well, the problem they're having is they're involved way too much in what we term transactional HR. Okay. They're pushing paper. All right. They don't want to do that. They, they want to do things like increase employee morale, have more efficient recruiting practices, right. have trainings and things that ultimately hit the bottom line as, more, as profit. Mm-hmm. When an HR person is really doing their thing, they're increasing the bottom line of that company. So that that's what an HR pro really does. So for those folks, we come in and say, look, we'll handle the mundane transactional side of HR for you. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure all your posters are up to date. We'll make sure your handbook's up to date, that your forms are updated as, as they change, all of the stuff. And so that person, uh, the win for them is we now elevate them to do the job that they always wish they could do. Right, okay. We, so um, that's how we kind of deal with those two types of folks mm-hmm. um so i you're gonna be like where is she getting these questions from i'm <laughs> telling you it's all in the train it's up here i'm pointing to my head with radio <laughs> pointing sometimes doesn't help out so all right so now you've gotten through to sally you've you've made her a believer she's drank the kool-aid um i'm sure there's still plenty of barriers but you were also talking about um the business owner and and the hr person the all the different pieces of the pie the different pieces of the puzzle they're having to deal with the 401k and the 
health insurance and the regulations and possibly voluntary supplemental benefits and on and on and on and on and on, all the different uh, Unemployment pieces. claims management, mm-hmm. uh, garnishments, uh, child support, tax liens, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. So they get to keep their insurance broker, mm-hmm. which is probably the dominant relationship out of all of those relationships. Agreed. Um yeah, I, I would just, I see the value in saying to Sally or the business owner, look, you're having to talk to 10 different people, and the 10 different people are probably advising you on occasion against each other. Um, what about tax preparation? Um, CPAs, do you guys have any involvement in, in that? Um, only in that they are among our key referral partners. Mm-hmm. We, we don't handle any of the corporate taxes, things of that nature, so the CP is still a much-needed person in, mm-hmm. in that per, that business person's life. But we do interact with them, and we do uh, receive referrals from them. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, Mr. and Mrs. HR Person, stay tuned to the insurance deal. We will be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, and yes, thank you for listening. This is America's Web Radio. I'm Ellen Deal, and this is the insurance deal. Yes, I love insurance, and I love talking about insurance. And I have lots and lots of friends across many spectrums of the insurance world. And today... 
We are having the pleasure of speaking with Ben Hips, who is the Vice President of Sales for Engage PEO, and uh, the Rocket Man of Sales. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) Ah, So, um, but we have just really, I've learned a lot. I thought I already knew a little bit about PEOs, but there's so much more. So, uh, you know, business centers, HR people, if you're out there, stay tuned. Um, but, but let's talk to brokers for a minute about, blah, blah. let's talk to brokers for a <laughs> minute about how a PEO can help them. Where, how are you making the life of an agent or a broker easier? Yeah, so I was just speaking with a, uh, pretty prominent broker here in Atlanta um, just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are down near the new Brave Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- they are very well known. They were very successful, but they realized that they were losing clients to PEOs. So they learned that we are a broker-only PEO, so she had me in, mm-hmm. uh, the owner. So what I told her was... Um, the main things we're going to do to simplify your life is, one, we're going to open up an entirely new market channel to you. Mm-hmm. This is a revenue stream that you don't ha- currently have. Okay. So we can open up a new market uh, for your agency. Um, another thing we're going to do is increase retention. Mm-hmm. When a client is with a PEO, it's really rare that they leave the PEO world. Mm-hmm. They may change PEOs because they're not happy with their PEO anymore, mm-hmm. but um, once they're sort of, like you said, drank the Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. they see the efficiency and how well it really works, right. it's pretty rare that they go back in-house. So the retention is very high, and that, that translates to the broker keeping that client for a very long time. Also, if they are on our benefits, guess who's not doing all the benefit administration? The broker. That's right. We we do it all, top to bottom, even ACA. Now, what about the servicing? Servicing, everything, every okay. aspect. The, in, in her words, when I was speaking to her, she said, so we just kind of become the relationship manager? I said, yeah, you could put it that way. Wow. You're sort of the smiling face. You're the one that made everything happen. And you just get to sit back and maybe sell some additional lines that the PEO doesn't deal with. Um, but just manage that relationship. And so you've transferred a great workload off of your agents. Any of you agents out there who are, especially in the small business market, you know two things are happening. Your commissions are are decreasing, Mm -hmm. and your administrative load is going way up. They're Mm -hmm. dumping a lot more on you. So we are are the answer to those two issues. Mm -hmm. Wow. Again, I I can't see why... It doesn't fit every agent and every broker. So you're you've got the solutions on 401k and payroll and uh, regulations. What about the medical side? The biggest, most expensive piece of the puzzle: health insurance. You bet. Well, we're very fortunate. First off, to have a lady named Denise Stefan who. Uh, we have our own benefit brokerage. Mm-hmm. She runs that brokerage for us. It's engaged benefit brokerage. Mm-hmm. And Denise is uh, formerly 17 years with Aetna. The last seven, she headed their PEO division. So we have our, we have Aetna as our major medical plan. Mm-hmm. But because of Denise, we have a remarkable relationship with Aetna that really works. Because we know what they want. Mm-hmm. We know what they don't like. And we okay. know what they do like. Okay. And we operate in a way 
from our underwriting right through how we handle our renewals in a way that they're very comfortable with. Mm -hmm. That translates to more favorable renewals Mm -hmm. and just a better overall relationship. So what we do is, is engage again another area where we're unique. We operate our own private corporate exchange, Mm -hmm. and so that means our clients can look at a range of plans. We help them define a contribution amount that they're going to offer each employee, Mm -hmm. and then that employee is going to work with a individual benefits coach who calls and actually takes the enrollment personally over the phone and walks that employee through the process of enrolling and choosing a plan, and that means they're going to take into account their current health situation, family situation, upcoming uh, procedures, Mm -hmm. whatever, so that they choose the best plan for them for that coming benefit year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's really a a deal breaker, I think. There's also someone called a benefit advocate. Mm -hmm. That person's the person you call when you get an EOB in, Mm -hmm. an explanation of benefits. And you look at it and go, shouldn't that have been covered by deductible? I don't understand. That was in network or whatever. Right. You send it to your benefit advocate, they go and challenge the carrier. And if it should have been covered, they get it covered. Mm -hmm. If it's not, they tell you, I'm sorry, this was properly done. Mm -hmm. So you have your personal enrollment coach, you have your benefit advocate, you have um, one of the most well-run Aetna uh, private exchange platforms in the business, Mm -hmm. and... um, you're in a large group with all of us, so we have estimated twenty thousand lives in our in our group, and that again we really underwrite carefully. So we tend to have better rates, better mm-hmm. renewals, mm-hmm. and again the administration, um, you know, Cobra and all that stuff. We we're handling it all for our clients. Wow, gosh. Uh, I just can't. Again, I'm I, I'm sold. If I was calling on customers direct, I would be I would be doing this. Well, hire some employees and we'll get you going. Gosh, really? <laughs> Seriously? Um, so, what are some things that you know? Legitimately, there's a downside to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a there's a downside to me, though. I'm sure none of my <laughs> listeners could think of one. Um, what what truly makes a PEO? potentially not a fit for yeah peos first off it's important to understand a couple of things um there's a new law that the irs passed called the small business efficiency act and that means peos have to become certified we're among the first 28 peos of nearly a thousand to become irs certified and that means we have to meet a lot of financial standards we have to have bonding we're also a member of something called esac employer security assurance corporation which also has uh, 16 million dollars in bonding to protect our clients and here's why Mm -hmm. if anyone lives in raleigh north carolina you may remember a number of years ago Castleton PEO went out of business overnight. They're rated by the IRS, and it was discovered that they I, they had not paid eighteen million dollars in taxes. He said rated by the IRS, not rated by the rated. IRS. Rated, as in they banged down the door and found some stuff. They sure did, and they were living an incredibly high lifestyle. The owners, and they were doing it on the back of uh, their employers. Uh, tax monies and benefit premiums um, because remember the PO is collecting the payroll plus all the taxes on behalf of that client mm-hmm. all the benefit premiums and they're sending them in and it's a tr- it's really on trust if you're a certified PEO and if you're with ESAC behind that you are backed by millions of dollars in bonding so if mm-hmm. the PEO ever does go crazy on you you're protected so I would say any PEO that is not ESAC or IRS certified 
that's kind of a downside because you're putting all that money at risk each payroll period. Right. Also, if you're big enough, say three, four, five hundred employees, single location, you're not multi-state, and you have a great HR department, you probably don't need a PEO. Okay. You, you can probably handle it in-house. Right. Um, and if you're a business that's kind of, kind of in the dying phase this is an added cost that you don't need right now yeah. if you know the business is on the way out you don't need a PEO All right. so we are down to our last couple of minutes here and um, I think it's fun to ask you know where do you see the future of health insurance going if you'd asked me three years ago, well, five years ago, did I think we would be where we are in terms of the Affordable Care Act, which it's not, and so many other things. I could not have predicted the situation that we're in. So where? give us our prediction of where you think the next 12 to 18 months will lead us. Well, I'm going to have to put it in a PEO context Mm -hmm. because that's where my brain is. Mm -hmm. Um, The PEO industry right now, about 12% of small businesses, that's businesses under 500 employees, are already using PEOs. Hmm. 12%. More than I thought. It's a pretty big number when you add it all up. Um, So the next question I ask is, are regulations going to decrease? The current administration says some will, but in general, regulations are kind of like health premiums. They're just always going to go up. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more and more to do. So I see PEOs as this is really where our industry begins to explode. Mm-hmm. Things are getting more and more complex. Employees are getting more and more litigious. There are all those drive-by attorneys out there dying to get you to come sue uh, your employer for a settlement. Um, there's so many reasons that PEOs work today, and they're only going to grow. Okay. So we're, uh, we're here to... We're here to take off. Wow. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first. So in 12 to 18 months, when you're sitting around at your job and your employer says, we're joining a PEO, you can say, that episode of the insurance deal with Ellen Deal and Ben Hips. Wow. And look, there's Ben and Ellen right now. (laughs) So, you know, we're just so happy and thrilled and honored to have all of you as our listeners here on America's Web Radio, we want you to just keep tuning in week after week and sharing our information with your friends. If you have an insurance concern, question, or, or just want to ask about the future of the world, you can email me at idealsolutions at gmail.com. I just want to thank you again for being a loyal listener, and we'll see you next week at the same time. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. With all the back and forth in today's politics, 
It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and Medical Director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.